faster than a streak of lightning. More powerful than the pounding surf. Mightier than a roaring hurricane. This amazing stranger from the planet Krypton, the man of steel, Superman. Possessing remarkable physical strength, Superman fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Versus happiness. This is David Musgrave with me today. I've got a special guest, Ryan Brown. Ryan, how you doing? You happy, man? Uh, yeah, man. I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an awesome weekend. I've gotten enough rest. I've felt productive. Gotten some stuff done. Um, just have a really good outlook on life in general. Things things are are really good for me right now. So I hope you can say the same. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, dude. So, Ryan, you are one of the co-hosts of the Nerd Life podcast. And, yes, and sir. To, to clarify there, Nerd Life, not the Nerd Life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys are up to, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so the original conceit of the show was for <laughs> nerds of any and all stripe to um, write in with questions or comments or anything that they would need explained because the hosts, myself, Chris Bird, and Ron Davis, we're all, we're all older adult men with a wide variety of experiences and whatnot, and also pretty, I don't know, understanding. And the idea was to maybe help people, because nerd nerd li- or nerd culture is can be kind of toxic right now, as I'm sure you've probably seen or experienced, you know, with you got like Star Wars people, uh, ranting and raving and getting cast members kicked off of Instagram, the the Rick and Morty people like rioting in a McDonald's and, you know, all <laughs> the DC extended universe people. It, it can be kind of rough. So like, I feel like for me personally, in, in my experience, in my work, I've, I've learned that education or at least having somebody to bounce ideas or hear new ideas from is like the best way to combat stuff like that. So the original idea was to be that. And to a lesser extent, I mean, we still do that, but it just sort of wound up being three guys sort of goofing around a lot. We still get questions, but usually they wind up being kind of innocuous. So it's more just like a fun nerd culture podcast where occasionally shit gets real. And we, oh, sorry, I don't know if we can swear on your podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> feel free to beep that out if, if necessary. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically just that, like pretty three pretty, uh, like I said, well-rounded pretty uh with it intelligent guys making jokes about batman's dick so (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting so you kind of went into the podcast with one idea and it evolved relatively quickly did it did it seem like it was evolving right away or did you try to stick to that formula Um, for a while well it just almost like right away it just sort of became its own thing like it, it sort of took us in the direction it wanted to go you know, I don't know. I guess I just kind of got to res- res- respect that and not try and be artificial, not try and force it back to where I think it should be or I want it to be and just allow this sort of creative thing to happen. Yeah. That, and I have talked about and this is not what I want to talk about. So I will touch on this a little bit and then we'll kind of move into the subject matter I want to talk about. But um, mm-hmm. it, it seems like I've been talking about this for the past, I don't know, eight uh, episodes. But 
uh, same thing with the people versus happiness. I, I started out as one thing. It became something else entirely. And now I'm actually looking to to change it again, um, just because more than anything, just because I want to make sure that I continue to find it fun to do. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And your yours is kind of the first episode where I've decided I just want to talk about stuff that I like and stuff that makes me happy as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to define and bottle happiness. It's too big. It's and while I enjoy it and I do like the philosophy behind it, and I'll still talk about the philosophy behind it here and there. I really just want to more talk about um, stuff that makes me happy with people that make me happy. So that's kind of where we are uh, or why we're on the phone together today which is mm-hmm. to talk about something that I know makes you happy. Um, yeah. And and really, we actually kind of started talking again because I messaged you the other day and I, I said, you know, Ryan, when I when I think about uh, somebody who uh, really lives their life trying to be a good person and, and do good in the world, I, I absolutely think about you. Of course, you know, again, we've got many years between us, uh, not to mention many states between us. So I don't necessarily know the man that you are today um hopefully that can change and i can get to know you again but when i think of our high school experience together and and when i was first in college um i mean you were like a brother to me Mm -hmm. and absolutely thought of you as this is going to sound really like i'm just patting you on the back but almost like a righteous person like you had a code and i'm not saying like that you are like some kind of perfect monk or anything (laughs) <laughs> but I really do feel like you look at the ideals of, of of superheroes, like Superman in particular, which is kind of what we're here to talk about. And you you try to at least as much as you can being human and, and having flaws as well, try to bring them into your life and and live up to that as much as you can. So talk to me a little bit about that first kind of. What was it about comics and, and certain heroes like Superman that made you really relate to that and say, you know, I want to be that as much as I can in my personal life as well? Yeah. Wow. That that's a, a, a string of maybe the nicest things anybody's ever said about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, um, I haven't known you for a while. You could be a terrible shit for all I know now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, well, I hope not. But um, no, um, no, I totally. uh yeah, I my entire life um, I've sort of had this thing with superheroes, as as you mentioned. I've collected comics since I was about five. I took a little bit of time off in the in the 90s, but I collected comics and was very taken with the entire the entire genre of superhero fiction, the entire um Sub, sub-genre specifically of what I affectionately refer to as good boys. I've always really liked that. And I think what really cemented it for me, like, I mean, when I was a little kid, I, I liked superheroes because they were brightly colored and it was a very uh, simplistic dichotomy for my, my young brain to understand. Here's some good guys. Uh, here, here's some bad guys. The bad guys are going to try and do bad guy stuff and the good guys got to stop them. And, and so that was fun. That was fun for me. And then as I grew older, and I, I swear to God, I think this is true, I, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad for most of my childhood through teen years up until, like, probably I was 20 when I had my own son, and then he just sort of softened a lot. Mm. But uh, And so I sort of latched on to Superman as, like, a fictional surrogate dad. Like, I, I will even today jokingly refer to him as my fiction dad. 
And I think that more than anything is sort of the function of this character. Whether or not you want to, you, you personally believe in any sort of like higher power or benevolent deity or anything like that, our, our species, the human race, has for you know thousands of years had this notion that we keep coming back to about a supreme good boy you know about like a person who for whom you were always enough whether it's you know jesus or gatama buddha or or anybody like i think more more important than the veracity of whether or not those people are real is the idea of those people and i Mm. think that idea for a for a modern for a secular age is personified in specifically Superman. He's the the first superhero. He's the reason they're called superheroes. And um, there there's there's this really beautiful idea of there's this being supremely powerful, all benevolent, just a, a wide variety of godlike powers. And if you are sad, he will sit with you. You know. He can, you know, travel through time and punch out dark gods from the underverse and, you know, all this other crazy high concept sci-fi and fantasy stuff. But, I mean, also, if you've had a bad day, you know, it's he's there if you need to talk. And see, that to me is more appealing. People will often complain about, like, well, he's not realistic. I'm like, fuck, yeah, he's not realistic. That's the whole point. Like, he's not supposed to be realistic. There's that. And that's the appeal for me. And I think those particular, like those two altruistic characters, like another another good example is Captain America, specifically like the cinematic Captain America played by Chris Evans, where he's just just always doing the best thing he can, always concerned with doing the maximum amount of good for the maximum amount of people. Obviously, I think Chris Evans is just around just about the best. He's probably like a real life Captain America. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. But he is always putting evil on blast on Twitter. It's fantastic. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But um, those those kinds of characters are particularly rare, honestly. Like, we, we like to think about, oh, those characters like Cap and Superman and whoever else you might think of. Like, oh, they're they're boring or uninteresting because of their altruism or their, their innate goodness. And um, for me, I think the people... Like another example, uh, the, the example I come back to a lot of my podcast is the Punisher, who's, of course, like the, the super Republican. And <laughs> he is he's you know, he's shitty. He's revenge obsessed. He murders left and right. And that's that's every day. Like that's now that's America. Like that's yeah. like yesterday we had another mass shooting and 11 people died. Like I know. an aspirational thing. Like it, maybe it's like a, a silly, petty, like you know, 13 year olds revenge fantasy. I mean, that's whatever. But to me, this, this idea of characters being relatable is that, which isn't to talk about representation. I think there's a difference between representation and relatability. I think there, I think there are some characters who are there specifically to represent the plight and the situation of people of different groups in order to make them feel normalized in order to make them feel like, you know, you are a part of the conversation. It's not just straight white men. Mm. And that's that's good. That's different. But I'm talking about like, you know, superheroes by their very nature are supposed to be an aspirational genre. Like it's supposed to be that. And of course, you can play around with the genre just like anything. But I think at its core, that's what it's supposed to be. And there there needs to be an inherent unrealism in that. And 
I think I think that's honestly that's what makes Marvel's movies so much better than DC's movies is Marvel acknowledges and leans into this. Like they are brightly colored as fuck. They are punching out evil gods and you know doing all kinds of rad stuff, and they're not apologizing for it. And right. then, then over at DC, everybody's sad and dour and washed <laughs> out and and whatnot, and and they just make shitty movies. Like the thing yes. I think that they miss the point of is like we don't want that now because our life is pretty rough and we need yes. characters like this now. In 2016 in America, you know, you have people, minority groups, being actively oppressed. Um, you have a small, like you have you know, billionaires ruling the country. Like we legit have dumb Lex Luthor running the country. <laughs> yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> so now is the time, as, especially for, um, you know, aspirational figures to look up to and admire and strive to be uh, like. And in um, Grant Morrison, who's my all-time favorite author, in his seminal work, All-Star Superman, which is literally the greatest Superman story ever written, he says uh, – Jor-El says to um, Superman that the human referring to humanity, they will stumble, they will fall, they will curse. But one day they will join you in the sun. And that's the point, really, is like, yeah, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to you're going to fuck up. Everybody does because we're all human beings like no one expects you. At least they shouldn't. The, the point is to not stop trying. There's another quote that I really like from Qui-Gon Jinn, actually, where he says, like, if I if I never Essentially, he says, like, it doesn't matter if good never triumphs ultimately over evil. It's it's still good, and I'm still going to serve it by virtue of the fact that it's good. If I never win some cosmic battle against the forces of darkness, if I never defeat, you know, all the forces of evil or whatever, I mean, I'm still going to do the right thing. I'm still going to do good just because it's good. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's... God, I've been talking for a long time. You have, but it's good, so I didn't want to interrupt at all. And no, I actually, I, do. I, I've had several times where I, I've I had thoughts and I tried to, to hold them. So let's see if I can remember some of my reactions. So I, I think that's good. I think that says a lot. The first thing I want to say is that that's something that I admire about you is that you you really do seem like you've held true to an ideal that you had from a young age and and have brought that into your adult life. So my my joke of I don't know you for t- well for 10 years and and you may become a shit. I think it's safe to say you you seem like the same Ryan that I've I've known in the past. So that's awesome and I really admire that. Secondly, you made me think of when I've been thinking about uh, having this conversation with you and I was thinking about us as kids. You know, I was I was into Marvel and you were more into DC. You were more the Superman mm-hmm. guy. I was more the Spider-Man guy. Yeah. And I was trying to think of, you know, if if Superman spoke to you in that way because of those reasons you just described, why did Spider-Man speak to me and where I was and the type of person I am? And mm-hmm. I do look at our personalities and see the differences. And I think that the reason that Spider-Man really appealed to me is because Peter is more of this somewhat lost soul whereas superman is literally displaced across you know the universe peter is just is just kind of lost in his own little life but Mm -hmm. he still wants to do good he still wants to be a good guy yeah but he stumbles a lot and he to me he's more of the middle ground hero he's not he's not like a perfectionist but he's not chaotic either he's just kind of somewhere in the middle where he is even susceptible to, I mean, like one of the best arcs 
um, in any comic book, in my opinion, is the symbiote uh, mm-hmm. arc. And he was even you know, susceptible to the symbiote and kind of gave into that dark power and really could have gone uh, a completely different direction. And I kind of like that because he, in, in other stories, he kind of flirts on that, that line of between like, do I just use my power and do what I have to do to meet my own ends, or do I fight against that and try to be as good as possible? And I think mm-hmm. that really is kind of a little more me. I don't consider myself. I think I'm a good person, but I also think that maybe I don't have quite the perfectionist ideals that that's, that maybe you have strived to. Which, as I've grown o- older, I do. Just taking outside of the analogy, I do want to be a really good person, and I think that. Even this podcast, part of that was me looking into something a little more pure and good and following that in my life. And and even just messages that I've sent you recently, I think you you see where I am is that I know I'm a good person. I don't do bad. I don't lie. I don't steal. I don't cheat. But I still feel like I could be better. Mm-hmm. And I want that more and yeah. more in my life. But, I, but anyway, that now I'm talking too much and I've kind of no, got no, a big no. circle here. But no, definitely not. Like what, <laughs> what you're saying reminds me of there's one of the Jewish holy books. The Talmud says, um, do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Uh, you are not required to complete the work of good, but neither are you free to abandon it. And that's that's kind of I think what you're talking about. And in, in so far as like Peter Parker, he he's somebody who frequently, depending on the writer, is daunted by the enormity of the world's grief, but doesn't give up the the work of good. Like he's somebody, I think he he knows, and I think this this is a good lesson for all of us, all of us as a as a people is um barring being like you know the president or something like you're not going to save the entire world probably. It's, it's never going to end, but rather than allowing that to be a daunting thought. You just do what you can, where you are with what you have. And if everybody were to do that, then everybody pulling in the same direction, I mean, doing exactly that, like, then it would be fine. You know, and obviously nobody's going to, but your actions, you know, affect everybody around you. And you can do good for one person and that person does good, et cetera, et cetera. Or you teach your kids to do good and they continue Mm -hmm. and that lineage moves forward. But yeah, that's that made me think of that whenever uh, you mentioned Peter Parker, and we were t- yeah we were talking the other day about being a good person, and um, I posited the idea that I think being a good person isn't like something you achieve, and then that's what you are. I feel like it's something that you decide to do any at any given moment. I had a uh, a person that I used to be involved with who is extremely religious, and she considered all of her actions righteous by virtue of the fact that she was the one taking them. Like, oh, I'm a righteous person, so all of my actions are righteous because I'm taking mm. them. And she would do some in- intensely shitty things, but still feel entirely vindicated because, well, I'm a righteous person. And I think when we consider being a good person as an achievement or a title that we hold, rather, uh, a, a certificate, a degree that we have being a good person, I think that's kind of dangerous. I think that kind of like makes it that that opens the door for that kind of thinking. So, which isn't to say that like you're shitty no matter what. What it's it is to say like at any given moment you can decide that. You know, you're yeah. you're a good person when you decide that's what you want to be. Yeah, and nobody's. Yeah, everybody does shitty stuff though. You know, everybody <laughs> does. 
Yeah, of course. It's human nature. But I think you you definitely described an extremist mentality Mm -hmm. that I have a cause. I believe in the cause. Therefore, I'm a good person. And anything I do is in the name of that cause and therefore is good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's, that's, you know, I mean. We're not hitting on anything, a new concept. I mean, wars and, and religions have have been uh, are using this mentality to to explain evil and, and mm-hmm. for years and years and years. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I studied like what my uh, degree is in one. I have degrees in like different, not multiple degrees, but my degree is in three different topics, and one of the topics is in religious studies and in studying religions all over the world one thing that i've noticed one thing that i've learned and i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be flippant or disrespectful or sacrilegious but like it, it all all this shit's the same it's 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 all the same mm-hmm. um even if you really i mean i'm not even shitting you even if you really study satanism it's all the same it's all just mm-hmm. like hey don't be a fucking dickhead be nice <laughs> to everybody and uh whatever higher thing there is that you think there is is you know just be reverent, whether it's you think it's the universe or God or the Holy Spirit or the Brahman or whatever. It's just like be reverent of the universe, whatever you want to call it. Be good to other people. And that's end of list, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, we're talking about extremism. That's something, of course, we see all the fucking time now in America. Like it's it's on the rise in America. And I think the, the irony to me is like. These um, extremists in America are almost identical to the, um, you know, extremists in the Middle East. Like their God is called a different thing, mm-hmm. but like their their M.O., their beliefs, their social views, they're all exactly the same. Yeah. And I mean, and I saw some headline in the in the news the other day of a house that was raided that had, I forget how many, how many guns, but it was tens and tens and thousands of guns and ammo and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and same deal. It was, it was somebody who was stockpiling it to, you know, create a militia to uphold their American ideals. Right. And you don't need tens of thousands of guns to hold, uphold American ideals. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, what you're doing is you're, you're planning an extreme extremist war or attack or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're saying you're defending yourself, um, why do you need all of that? <laughs> mm-hmm. So exactly mm-hmm. same thing. That's that's in a suburban household in America, um, you know, but it's it's a, in a cave in Afghanistan. You know, same yeah. concept, same concept. So I completely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So didn't, didn't I say something about how we were going to talk about things that make us happy? I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was me. I got tangential for a second. No, 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 please. By, by all means, that's that's one thing that I'm completely fine with this is the conversation going where the conversation goes. And um, again, there this is as much philosophy as it is fun. So uh, that does kind of take me, though. Another thing that you had said a little bit ago was just do good for what you do, what good you can and influence who and what you can in your immediate mm-hmm. influence. And I think that you in your career, and I'm not asking you to, to talk about, you know, have to say where you work or anything, but it seems like you also are trying to do that and help people in your career as well, which is something that I've wanted to do. I actually had thought about going back to school and getting my counseling degree. That, that was actually my first thought of when I was going to college that that's what I was going to do with my life. And 
you know how life is it gets you off track and unfortunately i've been oh, yeah. off track for for many many years but and still trying to get back on track you know i want to do something along the lines of of teaching or or counseling or something where i can have a positive influence on people and dedicate my life to that be fully meaning i'm paid to do that but it's much more than a career it's more of a calling at that point and I think that you, it sounds like you're fortunate and that you get to do that every day. So can you talk to me a little bit about how you are doing good for others in your daily life? Well, sure. I want to I want to say I think it's really inspirational that you're considering going back to school. I think that that's totally fucking rad. And it's <laughs> never it's never too late to like do anything. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times when we get into our 30s, we sort of have this like, well, I'm I'm at I'm at my uh, adulthood now. So I guess <laughs> I'm done. Well, like Stan Lee didn't even create Spider-Man until he was 43 years old. So just bear that in mind. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I work in, in mental health. I, a, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a counselor for people with mental health issues, specifically addictions. And that came to me sort of out of nowhere, really. Like I have always done stuff like this for fun for friends just like in general and people would always tell me like that i'm a good person to talk to and whatnot and that's always very flattering eventually i did go back and get a degree wvu has this that's where i went west virginia university has this thing where like you can have a degree in three topics and it counts as like a degree in any one of those things and i have religious studies counseling and communication so having that i had a friend of mine she was actually one of my students i used to teach martial arts and um one of my uh students who was an adult woman not a kid works in this mental health facility and she essentially said to me like you're you're good at this this is something that you should be doing i feel like you should come and apply to see if you can get a job there i honestly i hadn't even considered it before because i had been working in a um clerical position at a law firm in a in a shitty law firm to boot like the people were like the most like rich entitled people in the world and it was like a law firm that did like land rights for mountaintop removal so obviously my fucking soul was dying every day <laughs> and i'm like sitting here rearranging the my the toys on my desk and it's like rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic as it's sinking and then i started working there i remember my my i think it was my second day there by that point i was having a lot of i was having some doubts i was having imposter syndrome a little bit like mm. sort of like oh god they're gonna find out i don't know what the fuck i'm doing or like oh god I'm, maybe i got on the wrong boat here like oh god <laughs> and then um i was with i was with uh, a group of people and then my uh supervisor at the time who was training me was like oh hey this guy uh, is hungry will you take him down to get something to eat so he and i just walked he and i like walked and talked and sat down and had some lunch and talked some more and then he wanted to go shoot basketball so we went to shoot basketball and talked and then didn't even really talk about anything of depth or consequence or anything like that and then when we got back with the group he was like i want you to know how much it meant to me that you talked to me and just hung out with me today i was like really i don't really feel like i did anything special we we talked about fast and the furious a lot and um <laughs> And then he pointed out to me that that's not something that happens a lot with people on the margins of society, which mm. is to say people with mental illness or homeless people or people who struggle with addictions or, or poverty or, or anything like that. We, even not affluent, but like people who are getting by, 
we tend to think we tend to just sort of like overlook these people like they're like they're the human equivalent of background noise. So when you you stop and treat them like people or, or talk to them or even just spend time with them, it's it, it moves the earth for them. You know what I mean? And yeah, not that you have to be something special to do that because you, you don't. But that was like the biggest realization that I had was that literally all some people need is is kindness, is to be treated like like they matter. Yeah. And I I think that one of the reasons that I feel like I have missed my calling in in that regard is because no matter what job that I do, I end up being that person. That's my personality. Mm -hmm. For example, now, again, I'm not going to talk about where I'm working, but I work for a company where. I, I help people with it's basically a customer experience position. I'm basically like a customer experience manager. Mm-hmm. And I get it once people are at the end of their rope and no one else has been able to help them with their experience with my company and, and, and what product and service we provide them is a relatively serious one. It can mean life and death. And, and so people get very emotional about that because, A, we're talking about dealing with their money. And B, we're talking about dealing with life and death of them and their families. Yeah, for sure. So people get very emotional. And then my job is I'm I the box stops with me. So when it comes to me, I'm the one that has to figure out how to make them happy or how to fix it for them. And I have had very upset people. But what's interesting is to to me, people around me, I hear them having conversations and, and I hear them putting the people on mute and being like, oh, this guy, this fucker, can't believe this asshole. And it's not my nature to do that, but a lot of their calls will end up getting escalated or, or ending very poorly, mm-hmm. whereas that hasn't happened to me. Not yet. It may, of course, but I've just noticed that my calls end a lot smoother, and it's because I just talk to them. A lot of times I'll say, hey, look, let's let's talk for a second here first. Let's just let's stop. Let's back up. Like let's, let's actually talk about your situation and what you're experiencing. I'm not I'm not talking about the the money that you're concerned about right now. Like like what's yeah. going on? Like what else? And I try to get to the bottom of it. I actually just try to talk to them as people. And I've had mm-hmm. several people tell me like I have talked to 12 people in your company and you're the first person that actually had common sense and talked to me like I was a person and actually like seemed to care. Yeah. And it and it's not like an act that I'm putting on. It's just me legitimately being like, hey, I'm here to help if I can. Like you don't have to yell. You don't have to get upset. Let's actually talk to one another like people. You're a person. Yeah. I'm a person. Let's relate. And and I do that in any job that I'm in. And that's why I think that that I do want to eventually be doing, even if it's like being a teacher, that's what I'm probably most likely going to follow right now. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with, you know, if I'm if I'm guiding and educating children, it's going to be. You know, whether that's English or biology, but it's also going to be more than that. It's going to be being a, a good influence, a, a role model and in a world that has less and less of those. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. I think yeah. you should absolutely do that. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not exactly sure where life will take me. I'm, I am uh, still kind of rebuilding from some life events and stuff and uh, mm-hmm. getting there and, and much further along than even when I started this podcast. I kind of talk about it vaguely here and there, but yeah. life is good and, and I'm excited to see what the next steps are. And I'm I'm excited to to get to know you a little bit more again, Ryan, you know, through the mm-hmm. podcast, uh, but just in, in daily conversation as well. Appreciate you taking the time to do this. And this was 
as I always say, this conversation is not what we sat down to have, but this mm-hmm. is the conversation that came out and that is what I want. I, I really appreciate. I think this was really good. And, uh, I appreciate your insight and I want to hear more of it. So I am going to ask you one more question, but I also want to yeah, say, sure. you know, if you're, if you're willing to do this again sometime, um, the format of the podcast, I do try to have people on more than once. Oh, so fuck yeah, have, man. Anytime. I like to have quick conversations so that, you know, we're, we're having 30 minute, 40 minute conversations uh, just so it's very episodic. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's definitely more conversation for us to have. And whether that's, you know, again, I trying to get to the format of just talking about things that make me happy or if we, you know, uh, you know, if we get uh, philosophical, that's that's fine with me, too. So here's the last question for you, though, bud. OK, what is making you happy today? What is currently making you the happiest in your life? Uh, and this could be before you answer. This can be completely silly. It can be deep, whatever. I'm not I'm not trying to to goad you into something really, really deep and life shattering. Just literally what's making you happy today. As in like literally this day or just in like in the immediate part of my life right now, whatever comes to mind. OK, well, I tell you something that made me uh, really fucking happy and it's very silly, but the joy I felt from it was very pure and that alone, I think, is is noteworthy. My kids, I have, t- I have two kids. I have a son who's 15 and a uh, daughter who is 10. They love a lot of a lot of stuff. They love a lot of varied stuff, but they also love a lot of the same stuff I do. And one of the things that we really enjoy doing together is is watching Ducktales. We watch the new Disney <laughs> Ducktales, and it's first off, I'm gonna go ahead and plug that. If you don't watch that. That shit is off the chain. It is so fucking funny. It is so good. And it has like an all-star cast. Like David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. So you're fucking welcome. Really? Um, I didn't know yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But we watched like every episode. And so the most recent episode was about Darkwing Duck, which when I was a little nice. kid, Darkwing Duck was my fucking jam. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. And so the whole episode, but what's really interesting is it was very metatextual because it was about kind of the thing we talked about a little, just for like a second earlier, it was about toxic fandom. Huh. Um, because in, in the context of the show, Darkwing Duck was like a 60s TV show and huh. it has this fan base and um, like one particular person is like really super shitty and entitled and whatnot. And another particular character is... He, he views it uh, as something that's to be passed on and lessons to be learned and no one particular view. It, as long as value is gained, as long as something is gleaned from that, then there isn't one particular definitive value. And that's honestly uh, just a beautiful message for art in general, for fandom specifically, because like I've said before, nerds have a tendency to be very possessive of our fandoms. And that's a hard a lesson I learned the hard way, too. Uh, I was not very pleased with Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that made me really happy, one, to see that message being put out there by creative types and specifically to kids, because uh, I feel like that's important, too. But also, I fucking love Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Can I just say, I remember, uh, I don't know how old I was, I could go back and look, but I don't remember exactly what year that came out. But I can remember it was like the TGIF, whatever, but instead they showed the premieres of the new Disney cartoons that were coming out. <laughs> yeah. Darkwing Duck was one of them. And so 
that's like the first I remember seeing it for the first time that little like special premiere that they did uh-huh. and just being blown away and being like oh my god it's you know it, it's like it's like uh, the other cartoons that I've seen but as a superhero in that world and with mm-hmm. similar characters and just I, I was instantly in love with it I, I love Darkwing Duck as well and yeah yeah, yeah that's really cool that that they did that with the new DuckTales. So obviously they, I mean, it's even like the, the, the remastering of the uh, DuckTales video game. Oh yeah. That um, shit was rad. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't played it, but I, I've seen enough of it to realize that they were really paying a lot of uh, fan service. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that they were even doing that in the new DuckTales. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool, man. I will go ahead and stop us there just before time's sake. But that being said, like I said, if we can get you back on sometime, you know, a couple of weeks from now, whatever our schedules permit, let's pick a topic and go a little more light on it if we can. Again, I'm, I'm not upset with this conversation at all. I like the philosophy of it. And mm-hmm. actually, I, I wouldn't mind speaking about Buddhism with you. Oh, for I remember, sure. I remember uh, sitting in Farrington Grocery. It was a little gourmet grocery store that I ran for like a year and a half or something. I remember that one of the last times I actually spoke with you on the phone, I was sitting after we had closed, I was closing up. And for some reason, I don't know if you called me or if I just got it in my mind to call you real quick. Mm-hmm. And we talked probably for about like an hour. And we, we kind of, you think you were just starting to to read into Buddhism. So it sounds like you, you have since you've studied it and as well as other religions. And I would like to get from like kind of a spiritual standpoint, some of your outlooks oh, as yeah. well. Absolutely, man. I can talk about I could talk about religion and spirituality and philosophy, as you probably know, forever until you stop me. So, yeah, anytime. Absolutely. Okay. Well, in that case, why don't you hit us with a little more information about where people can reach out and find you and NerdLife? Yeah, for sure. You can find – NerdLife is on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook – and you can find us on, gosh, everything else like Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, it's nerd slash life in case because there's another podcast out there called like The Nerd Life or That Nerd Life. And that's not us. Oh, so it's it. really bad that I said The Nerd Life earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. But um, that's where you can just search nerd slash life. We also have a Patreon if you're particularly wealthy and want to dump some money into our pizza fund. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, I absolutely appreciate you taking the time. And I don't know, I almost feel like maybe we should touch base on Superman a little more. The the point of us uh, sitting down and talking when we when we came up with what we were going to at least try to make our topic about, it was going to be mm-hmm. Superman and helping people, mm-hmm. which we kind of talked about, you know, gave your kind of your your background and outlook on on superheroes and your yeah. your philosophy and, and how you try to live your life as, you know, growing up influenced and in the shadow of, of Superman, so to speak, and then how you're helping people today. So we, we collared it a little bit, but maybe that will be a good place for us to start the conversation and get a little more into the fandom uh, behind it and things you enjoy about it, just from a happiness standpoint. But Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about or say before we finish up then? Uh, no, just thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun, and I will come back anytime you want me to come back. Right on, man. I really appreciate that. And Brian, until next time, keep doing what makes you happy, all right? All right, you too, man. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye.
Well, that was a great conversation with Ryan. One thing I really love about the People versus Happiness is that it's brought people from my past back into my life and has rekindled friendships, and I'm glad that's happened with Ryan as well. Make sure you go to Facebook and Instagram and check out the People versus Happiness, or check out THVP Podcast on Twitter, or email us at thepeopleversushappiness at gmail.com. Leave your comments, suggestions, become a part of the conversation and the podcast. And until next time, do what makes you happy. Bye. Uncanny how Superman turns up just when you need him. I didn't even get a chance to thank him. 